one. Jim Joyce. Happy Wednesday. Hey, Good to see you, brother. Stateside. Yes, we're in Strong Island, uh, actually <laughs> nice. in my brother-in-law's house and just uh, lots of, you know, family time, but also kind of heading in, you know, there, here and there and then flying back to Barcelona Saturday already. So just pretty quick visit. Was uh, w- was hoping to catch you uh, in Boston tomorrow, but unfortunately, you know, th- things are kind of up in the air. So right, what, what, right. what's happening there? Yeah, so I, I suppose where Health Beacon is doing, we're doing our inaugural uh, HB Vision event. Um, so Health Beacon is going to collect, you know, we were hoping to get you there, but some of the most exciting uh, people, you know, patients, uh, investors in healthcare, stakeholders, customers, clients, pharma companies, researchers. Uh, we're bringing them to a beautiful venue in downtown Boston. Um, and people are going to be sharing their vision of digital health technology. And then Health Beacon is going to be outlining our vision of where we see our technology going so we're going to release some a new product details tomorrow so do you see do you see i'm i'm still waiting for that turtleneck the picture of you in a turtleneck a, a i've got something one, pretty but... epic for the oh, yeah? unveiling i've got something pretty epically uh, planned if it works out ah, um, man well it's a, be instagrammable <laughs> I, I i i was gonna say i i hope somebody instagrams it but um well, listen, um, you know, so lo- looking forward to hearing more. Unfortunately, I can't be there and, you know, uh, and, and, you know, spread my thoughts on, on the, the vision. But uh, you, you and yeah. I do this every Wednesday with the guest. And this this week, um, let's let a guest in. Um, as a matter of fact, as we were kind of catching up a bit, um, um, you know, Omri and I were like, you haven't been on the shot. I feel like you have. Um, so we have Omri right. Shore. CEO and founder of MediSafe. We've known this guy for like a decade now, I think. Something like that. <laughs> Something crazy before, like that. Welcome. Before before we let you talk, Omri, I have to say, like I, I every time I, I hear Omri, he's one of my one of my favorite people, one of the OGs of digital health care, one of my favorite people in digital health. <laughs> so I'm, I'm you have to start flattered. that. <laughs> I'm very flattered, but uh, same goes for you guys. I feel uh, you know the aura of the giants here <laughs> <laughs> well listen well welcome welcome to the shot uh i think as i was letting you in i was just saying like i feel like you know you were on or like should have been on but you haven't and so we figured we'd actually pick and we'll talk more about it it's it's crazy the the fact that you're celebrating 10 years but be- but before we get there maybe for our millions of viewers listeners kind of take us a little bit through your Journey. Who is Omri Shore? Yeah, who, who is, is Omri? Omri? <laughs> yeah, so me, I, uh, I'm Israeli born and raised. I live in Boston. And, um, and prior to MediSafe, I did uh, a bunch of roles in uh, software and sales and marketing and those type of stuff. And um, about 10 years ago, a bit more than 10 years ago, uh, we had a personal experience. Um, my father, who's diabetic and hypertensive, accidentally uh, overdosed on his medications. And since we have a bit more time today, the story was that we were barbecuing at his house. Uh, and he asked me if I've seen him inject his insulin. And I gave him the Israeli answer. Both of you have worked with Israelis, so you know the Israeli answer is no. So I said no. 
I meant, no, I haven't seen you. And he understood that as, no, you haven't injected. Oh, wow. So injected the dose of insulin, his uh, sugar levels uh, dropped to 38. And um, that was close. So we decided to uh, solve it for him and many others like him. And uh, yeah, 10 years passed and uh, we've solved the medication management challenges for more than 10 million registered users Wow, that is safe up until now. So that was the beginning of the journey. By the way, I uh, went through my Facebook to find out when was the first time that I met Jim. Jim, right? Yeah, All right, drum roll. Let's see if you can see this one. Oh, totally, oh. totally. When you won the award in San Fran uh, in uh, California, twenty thirteen. And yeah. uh, I met you together with your sidekick, uh, Marty. He's <laughs> on his way. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out. No, wow. I remember it well. I remember the pitch. The pitch was great. The data was kind of bursting out of your computer at the time. You had your little, you know, the, the demonstration of all the people using the system. Um, it was tight. It was tight. You deserved that statue. What did we give you? What's the name of that statue? It was the... Uh, it yeah, was called the, kind of the, the statue for acupuncture and you know where yeah. to stick needles right uh, yeah it was called the healthies or something right the healthies something like <laughs> that. <laughs> was, that the, was that the health excel healthies i i, I yeah, vaguely exactly. remember that yeah that's right the health right. Excel healthies that's uh yeah it was like it was our it was our grammys it was at the healthies right and then what's funny with that little statue is you know your man is like on the statue and there's kind of a little um like pole that's kind of kind of you know sticking up his backside in the system <laughs> it's a very anatomically correct uh, system i remember it falling apart in one of our presentations and we had to kind of put it back together on stage <laughs> but uh, yes but it all worked right um and and you know just kind of reflecting and and not everyone but i think you know uh the the beauty um uh, of the health and care industry and the founders and entrepreneurs that many have the personal stories, right. Um, that it, it just driven by, you know, family events, friends events and things in kind of our daily life. Right. And so kind of taking that, let's call it barbecue experience of you saying no, right. And turning it into 10 million people on medication management. That's, I mean, it's, it's insane. So kudos, what what was um you know I, and i guess i know you kind of like honestly skipped over i, I actually want to go back a little bit because you said something like you know software right. and this that like you just sort right. of like erase the rest of your life right but like <laughs> you know or or, or or very quickly maybe just like a little bit more for the like listeners a, a and viewers to get to know you Is it a, yeah a, we're on a kibbutz, a kibbutz? Or, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes no kibbutz uh but uh yeah, I'm, I'm Israeli born and raised, uh, grew up in Haifa, um, and, uh, which is the northern side of Israel. Yeah. And, um, you know, like most Israelis went to the army, did a very uh, significant army service. And, uh, and after that, I, uh, I did my first visit uh, in the US, which was a summer camp counselor. Uh, okay. I had for a very, for one summer, and then did the usual Israeli uh, thing which uh, was a trip to South America for about four or five months mm. and I came back and eventually during my uh, bachelor's I ended up uh, working for a company uh, that company was called legal 
Uh, it was a law firm management software. Okay. A, and I was employee number one after the founders. So it's a very <laughs> boring business. Right. But if you know how to work the system correctly, it can be very, very profitable. So what we did was uh, we started with billing and from billing, uh, we evolved and created um, a really good small firm uh, software package. Started, uh, joined the company, the founders called me and uh, they said, we have eight uh, offices and we think there might be a business here that we want to go and explore. So I explored and um, three years after we had 2000. So that was a very wow. nice wow. Uh, story. Wow. And and it was good to see it from, you know, somewhat ground up, right? I mean, to your point, you were the first employee outside of the founders. And so yeah. lots of lots of different hats and switching hats, right? So probably. Yeah, yeah. that then uh, came into fruition with Medicif, right? The early days where you're switching your one moment, your sales, one moment, your marketing, one moment, your product. And then right. five minutes after you're in front of investors and right. pitching. The What's your... What's your favorite part of all that? I am. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, business development and, and sales situations where okay. you're listening to a client, you're trying to identify the, the true pain points and how to motivate them to uh, move forward with uh, all sorts of things. So this is right. You, 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 in some ways, there's a, there's a lot of parallels, like when you're... Um, you know, to kind of creating healthcare products where you're trying to get in, you know, you're trying to, you're looking at someone that you have to be like, the empathy has to be so high in the healthcare space, right? Like it's not, it's not transactional, you know, that when you're in those biz dev environments. Absolutely. And we always start every meeting with, I personally start with the founding story of MediSafe for people to understand that this is not, you know, this is not transactional. This is personal, right. personal story. Yep. And when, when, when you think of that story, like, and you think about this, cause now after having serviced, you know, served so many other patients since then, is there like another story? Like, you know, that's such a great foundational story, but it's, you know, it's like anything, it's like the, you know, the Herculean story or the, you know, the, like, there, is there, is there some other story that kind of like, that's also kind of come into your psyche or that you've kind of been aware of I'm probably friend, other than loads, you know, within 10 million patients, the stories that we hear from patients are just unbelievable. The other day, um, I wrote our 10 years anniversary post. Okay. I chose one specific story. So the story is a patient, she went out of a, generally she's healthy, she had a healthcare episode, she went to the, the physician, uh, got a bunch of meds, and then the doctor remotely looked at her uh, blood works and said, hey, uh, something doesn't look right here. I'm gonna prescribe one more medic medicine on top of everything else. Mm -hmm. uh, sent her husband to CVS to pick it up. Husband came back home um, and she enters the medicine into her uh, MediSafe. Right. And MediSafe pops an alarm, says, do not take that before you consult with the healthcare professional, we identify a major interaction. She called it a red alert. We actually have the colors. So we have uh, yellow, orange, and red. Red alert is the most serious one. Yeah. And she calls the pharmacist and he says, did you take the med? And she yeah. says, not yet. Yeah. Can you please drop it by CVS once again and we'll find another option. When she came back to CVS, she said, uh, she said that the 
pharmacist told her that had she taken it, she would have stopped breathing in the middle of the night. Wow. 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 And it slipped through the cracks of right. doctor, the yeah. pharmacist, the prescribing system, the EMR, and so on and so forth. Right. Stop at the patient level. So, you know, these stories are really uh, what motivates me and my team to wake up every morning and plow on. Well, and, and but, we've been talking, right? Like navigating the healthcare system. Ultimately, you as the individual is responsible for your own health, right? Yes, you rely on experts through it. But, you know, again, when you have six to eight minutes with a doctor, right? Um, and, you know, pharmacists are processing scripts, you know, highly in an automated fashion, again. And so tools like yours absolutely empower. And I know many use that term very sort of like broadly, but truly do. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually curious. I mean, um, we've had a lot of discussions around, you know, different go-to-market strategies for digital health companies, right? Um, you know, B2B to C, uh, but also, I mean, you guys started kind of B2C, right? And over time uh, went to B2B, um, but maybe just tell us a little bit of that journey, right? I mean, yeah. when, from the day you won that award um, and, and kind of released the MediSafe, the healthies, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what you've learned through that process, right? And again, time change also, uh, and the ecosystem changes and the environment changes, but just curious on, on, on that journey. Uh, great question. So um, the, the picture was, uh, I think, dated 2013. So around that time, we started talking to the industry. And the understanding was that if you want to work with the industry, we have to show them that we're better than everything that they can go and develop because otherwise they just go and develop it themselves. Right. So we, we took a pretty daring approach and we said, well, first build a, um, a really good a product for patients. And when we see that it works, we're going to flip the switch and move to the next step. Uh, right. We were pretty fortunate to have a bunch of investors that believed that you need to build and then you can go and monetize it. Uh, so that was what we did uh, back in the days. So for the first two or three years, it was all about building the best product for the industry. In uh, 2015, we raised our Series A and uh, I packed my... Uh, I dear wife, two kids, nine suitcases... <laughs> And uh, moved to the U.S. Only nine right suitcases? That's pretty amazing. Nine suitcases. <laughs> I left everything behind. Nine suitcases um, with uh, stuff. We, we, we came for a week here, family of four, and we have nine suitcases now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and uh, back then, um, I had a, a, another person join the team. And we said, hey, let's do A-B testing because we don't really know where in healthcare, uh, this concept of putting the right tools in patients' hands to empower their healthcare journeys, where is it gonna work? So I took um, more on the uh, PBM and a payer side, and he took the pharma side. Okay. And he, he was the one that succeeded more than me. Right. Uh, I tried to hire better people than myself. I succeeded with yeah. this one. And, uh, <laughs> and we brought a couple of uh, early pharma deals and early pharma partnerships. And, and they were interested to see if we can 
help them improve the patient engagement, the, optimize the patient journey, uh, improve as a result of that adherence and persistence. So uh, that worked and uh, the, the rest is history. Right, right. So let, let's, uh, and I'm sure you two for sure also can share stories kind of on the other side, right? I mean, if we can kind of double click on, you know, pharma relationships, right? And I, I, I joke, always joke around, I have tie marks in my back, but it's, it's a, it's a, <laughs> um, and, and I enjoyed every moment, but being an entrepreneur <laughs> trying to sell to big pharma and navigating, um, Again, the choice of that as a channel, and to your point, you know, the pharma being the quote unquote the success factor for MetaSafe, right? Um, so, right. just curious on that journey and how you've navigated, or both of you guys, or either. But Omri is the Did guest. No, you're, no, you're the guest. I, I've said the thing I'll, I'll tee you up for as you as you take it is is I have spent so much time. I, I consider myself a recovering pharmaceutical executive. So, um, so I, and I've spent so much time thinking about that equation that I, 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 everyone's pints would go flat if I started talking about it. <laughs> the, but the, um, but I have, I actually did a, and I'd share it, I'll share it with you. Omri, after, I did a 10 pointer, a 10 point blog post on how to talk to pharma, you know, and that was like, from what I, um, you know, and I've only shared it with a few people. I probably, usually I must've shared it with you. I'm definitely Martin Kelly, but it was like how they think and, and, and what's going on. Cause they're, cause they, they're, you know, it, it, they're, it's special organizations, isn't it? So I'll tee you up, Omri. How, what's the, what's the secret? <laughs> what's the secret? So I think that first of all, we need to approach it with a very strong conviction. And when you look at the value chain from, you know, every hundred dollars of pharma expenditure that, uh, that, you know, patient pays. Eventually, if you follow the money trail, most of it is eventually being uh, left at the at the pharma company's hands, right? And mm. there is a really nice chart that analyzes that. So, mm. I want to say probably fifteen to twenty percent ends up in pharma. Okay. So if you say, hey, if I as as MediSafe, we can improve the patient experience, optimize the journey. And as a result of that, we improve adherence and persistence. That's money. That majority of that money eventually stays with the pharma company. Right. I think that um, you need very strong uh, conviction of why should they work with you. And we matured. I personally matured from a company that historically talked uh, mostly patient journey and optimizing and engagement and so on to really talking about the hard ROI that you can drive. Mm. And uh, the value that we bring is just superb. So we have a, a, a partner now, an injectable drug, um, $3,200 a, a month uh, whack. Wow. And on a study, we were able to show that we uh, increase persistency, MediSafe versus non-MediSafe patients, increase persistency by one additional month, that's $3,200 per patient. We now have 30,000 patients. That's $100 million in value. Right. So this is an equation that the moment that you figure out the equation, it really starts uh, making sense from a commercial perspective. Yeah, that's powerful. That's really powerful. Yeah, I, you know, I think I, I always find what's fascinating, you know, kind of like I said, having been one is like I start from the standpoint of um, I think about the, the, we call it the product insert sheet, like the SPC you know, the, in the summary product characteristics that, 
every medicine ends up with this, you know, seven, eight page, sometimes 12 page, 20 page uh, document that describes, you know, the clinical trials, the route of administration, the side effects, you know, the use cases, all this stuff there. And it's kind of like, it's, it's the Holy Bible inside pharma. Right. And, and I always said, you know, I said like with me is that, that I, when I talk to my team, I'm saying, you want to be inside the SPC, not outside the SPC. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think about it that way, that it's kind of like, and then, then the whole system is set up to administer against that. Or if they go outside of that, there's very clear rules of like how they govern around that. But this whole regulatory infrastructure, you know, the government, the doctors, the pharmacists, and the farm pharmaceutical companies are all working. That's what kind of joins them together is these characteristics, you know. And, and so if I say something that's off label, you know, that's outside of that, then that, you know, everyone's very concerned about that. If I say, if I use it in indication, or if I or if I want to know how is it administered and what's going on or what's the basis of efficacy claims or what kind of outcomes you're looking for, it's all kind of there. That's always been, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, in some ways it's the, it's the secret that's in plain sight, you know, in some ways of how they think. I tore, I tore this uh, page out of your book. Send me the, the rest of the book, please. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. The, the, the 10 points, the one pager, and then the rest of the book. There you go, Jim. So wh- wh- when, when is the book coming out? And, and I think Omri gets the first copy. <laughs> But um, the, in, in, in timelines is like, how do you manage? So, you know, you always struck me as someone that's on the move, you know, um, you know, that, you know, you said like conviction kind of going at it, like, yeah, the hustle, you know, and how do you manage yourself in terms of thinking about the timelines or thinking about your, you know, maintaining your, your natural sense of urgency, say, versus an organization that's going to be quite conservative about decision-making? Yeah, this is really uh always been a challenge, right? Because you're working against organizations with with organizations to change their thinking as to why should they do something today where the inertia is all about not making a decision. Mm. And in many cases, uh, you know, I think that the industry have changed. And I want to say that something unique happened in 2020, um, COVID, right? And <laughs> As a result of this thing, and the reason probably that we're not in person, but we're on Zoom and it feels very natural, um, the the pharma industry understood that they can't no longer only rely on the old world and they need to get into a new world. Mm. So I think that a lot of the changes that we're seeing in the industry are all a, a result of that um, unfortunate COVID event. Mm. I would also add to it. So absolutely. Right. I think um, it sprung everything from, you know, the sales process to, you know, remote trials, right. Decentralized remote, like remote patient monitoring. I mean, across the board, right. It's, it just sprung everything there. But I would also say, I think in that time frame, I would say three to four years, some of the younger companies at the time, right, like yourself, have grown up. You've gotten more funding, you've expanded, you've hired from the industry, but there's also rotation back into the pharma, having experienced the entrepreneurial spirit in life. So I think there's a lot more, you know, if I rewind back, let's call it six, seven years ago, it would be, well, it's the pharma companies and it's the tech entrepreneurs, right? And I think there's right. been probably not enough still, but I think there's been 
some level of rotation. I, I don't know. I'm just I just thought of it now because I've seen some yeah. LinkedIn updates on well to pharma and then uh, from pharma and then back yeah. to you know. So I that's fascinating. What do you think? Has that happened to you, Amri? Have as people joined MediSafe and then gone back into pharma? So we we have folks that joined us. We have a a VP who came from Pfizer. Yep. And we do have a couple of our team members that ended up in pharma. So I have okay. a partner success yeah. um, executive that worked for us and now works for Biogen. So we okay. do see those movements back and forth. I think that it's general maturity of technology. Right. And seeing maturity in other uh, businesses that, uh, that moved much faster and in different trajectory. For instance, um, when was the last time that you called your bank? Like I do right. everything on my phone. Right. When was the last time that you called Eugene? You, you book a lot of flights. I go on the United app and book the flight. I don't have uh, yeah. an agent anymore. But in healthcare, for instance, the in specialty services, you have the hub businesses, and they have you know nurses in cubicles that are supposed to give service to patients. Right. One of our one of our clients. They have a copay process that uh, once a year they need to do a benefit reverification of the patients. So the nurses send a form for the patient to fill, and they need to uh, send it back to them with their W twos on a, using the sophisticated technology of uh, fax. I was gonna say <laughs> the fax machine. Yeah, you're kidding, guys. This is. 2021 when we deployed it we said this this doesn't make sense so today that same nurse says go into your medisafe i just sent you a uh, notification you open it up you fill it up inside snap a picture of your um, w2 of your w2 and it goes back to the nurse process that used to take three weeks is now five minutes right so the nurse likes it the patients loves it it's great for pharma company it's kind of everyone's uh, winning from this advancement in technology. So how can we do it systematically in other areas of healthcare? Yeah. Listen, we, we all, yeah, again, right, kind of rewinding back uh, into the OG days a bit. It's like, well, you know, in everyday life, we're used to certain things just happening on demand. And so this is a perfect example that uh, some of this is trickling back into the healthcare system. I still think right. we have a long, long way to go, but I, you know, it's, um, I just used that line the other day, you know, slow progress is still progress, right? <laughs> like at least right. it's not, right. re- you know, regressing back uh, to a certain extent. It, so it, what do you think? So, so I just came off of uh, three days of retirement in Orlando, Florida. So I was, uh, <laughs> I was visiting my, my, my parents live in, um, sorry, in Coco, Coco, Florida. And uh, unfortunately my, so my father had a little bit of a fall He's fine, but I went down to just spend some days with them. And during the time, Omri, I was implementing. So I implemented, uh, you know, live course cardio mobile, uh, you know, an Omicron blood pressure uh, system. Obviously, it, my mom's a diabetic, so she has the health beacon device that's sitting in there. I bought them one of these little massage uh, kits, you know, to get mobility for their, you know, for their legs because if he wasn't going to be moving, I put the new Amazon Echo Show and I put it all in like a bookcase, you know. And I just kitted out the house and they like absolutely loved it. They were like, you know, beyond it. They're totally overwhelmed, <laughs> totally overwhelmed. But what strikes me is, is like, is. Do you have a certain job on Geek Squad? Geek Squad for I, I'm dying to get one. I, I love it. <laughs> no, but, I'm di- but 
you know what I was just stri- what's, what was striking me is like all these systems are competing to be the system, right? Like, you know, so like, what's your, I mean, obviously we have our, you know, we're trying to, you know, all build our own companies here, but what's your, like, how do you think that plays out, Omri? Like in terms of, you know, like take like, you know, and I love the guys from AliveCore. They want to be, you know, the consolidator of your activity on your Apple health kit, right? Or your, um, like everyone's kind of, everyone's kind of nestling for this, like, you know, top dog seat here and um, including insurance companies, including, you know, how do you think that plays out? So I, I would go back to the consumer side. And if you want to be embedded into the patient's life, right? You yep. need to understand what's the most retentive action that they're doing and connect to that. We were very fortunate back then because if you think about it, I see my doctor once a year. Most people see them three or four times a year, right? So right. that's not very retentive. And I, um, I have other health habits. I, um, I work out every day. So this is one thing. Most patients do it, you know, twice or three times a week. I if eat that, healthy, unfortunately. But, but most, if you're a patient, in most cases, you're gonna take your medications and the, that's one thing that you're going to do every day, if not twice or three times a day. Right. And if you're going to miss, uh, there's going to be a big issue. So maybe just opening brackets just for a second. So medication right. mismanagement, I'm, uh, I'm going to tear another page of your book. Uh, medication mismanagement, huge problem. Like my father, 700,000 people a year suffer an emergency. Unlike my father, 125,000 Americans a year die due to mismanagement of medications. Um, pharma companies, uh, due to lack of persistency or picking up the, the prescription, will uh, lose potential income of $189 um, billion a year. That's billion with a B. And, uh, and the healthcare system in the US as a whole will lose 300 billion 290 to 300 billion dollars a year so you know there are big numbers that are associated with that so i'm very much fine with focusing on this one problem and really supporting patients around this uh point of the healthcare journey right because it's so important integrate with uh with you know the the insurer integrate with every other activity app and right. um, and I think that's the power of technology. I mean, look, I, it's been said, right? Everybody wants to be the front door to health, right? Uh, and understand that consumer. And again, we, we don't have enough time to debate who will win or I think there will be multiple. Um, but I think, I don't know, I, you know, Marina and I always say like every entrepreneur, every company needs to do what they do best, right? And again, you know, healthcare is just too closed of a system. And I think it's partnering up where you feel you have the strength. um, And then there's opportunities to continue partnering through this process with companies that do best what they do, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And again, I think um, that the challenge with it is that you brought up is that there will be different experiences but it doesn't mean to be. You, I might have a preference one way and another person have another one um, should have 
to have that flexibility, right? Um, just we, we're just not there yet as a as a system. And to your point, uh, lastly, there's a lot of um, you know companies that lead with engineering, which is awesome on one side, but it, that also gives that you want to be able to build everything yourself um, and not have an open system, right? We have an That's hour. Awesome. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll pause. um so let's fast forward you guys celebrating when was the actual anniversary 10 years right i mean first of all a decade um how much hair did you lose i don't know so congrats first of all (laughs) 10 years um so how much hair did i lose here's the the answer i think that i actually Uh, gained a bit of yeah i'm a little jealous yeah i definitely lost a a bit of weight but uh (laughs) uh at least one thing to be proud of, but uh, the date was August 14th. Uh, that was the date that we said, okay, we're going to go live with an app. We need to have a company that stands between us and, uh, and patients. Right. So that was the day that MediSafe uh, LTD back then in Israel uh, was founded. And uh, yeah, we're, this is a whole month of celebration. So tomorrow, and we're going to take the entire MediSafe team for a two-day of, uh, of a trip with a lot of surprises that I can't tell you. But, no. uh, <laughs> and, and, if we, and if we were actually produced show that would take two weeks or something to publish, I think it would be okay. But given that right. this will be up in the next hour, meticulously unproduced, <laughs> then we'll, we'll hold it. Not, not to right. ruin the surprise for the team. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, what? but a bunch of yeah. really cool achievements. So uh, we have a nice infographics that uh, team produced. So we have, I'm reading from my screen, 800 million patient journey engagements, wow. uh, 4 billion reminders created, wow. 90% reported program adherence. That's when we work with a pharma company. Uh, right. 35 million medications added on MediSafe. Uh, 1 million appointments uh, scheduled on top of MediSafe. And, um, you know, the last mile is with patients. So yeah. 4.6 out of 5 uh, stars app rating after 10 years. Very exciting. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. So kudos, decade. Yeah. Damn. Now, you talked about, uh, sorry to to jump a little bit on this but uh your brother's co-founder um where you, you trying to get him over here but let's see let's see if uh if we're fortunate <laughs> um, um but yeah i founded the company with my uh, brother and yep. essentially i'm focused on uh, the u.s side and go to market sales marketing business development finance and I'm also working with the investors. And this dude here is in charge <laughs> of um, everything else. So he's really on to product R&D data. Right. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. And, awesome. You know, it's funny. Every time we talk to, well, not every time. It's only happened twice out of the many discussions with investors. We always get asked, Marina and I, you know, we kind of sit across from each other. And, you know, the other day somebody asked, like, are you brother and sister? And we're like, oh, first of all, but uh, why would you lead with that? Um, but, you know, I'm just curious, like the journey from the early days and kind of, you know, quote unquote, a family business. So maybe something that you can share or, or Marina and I can take pointers, at least with family, granted. 
Yeah, we're, um, so I tried to create a very clear separation uh, between that. And, you know, he's a member of the team, such as myself, and we work together. When investors back in the days, so on our seed round, uh, one of the lead investors actually discounted the company on that. Wow. Hmm. And, uh, and um, you know, that was early in the days. But since yeah. then, we've shown to people that, um, that the very strong alignment between founders and the trust that we have between founders is, is everything critical, right? Yeah. It's, you know, I've seen so many companies, especially right. after 10 years, that right. one of the founders, um, you know, just can just go home and, uh, and leave the business. Right. And, mm -hmm. uh, and for us, you know, what is he going to do on Shabbat dinner? Right. <laughs> we're going to meet each other at some point right. in time. So, yeah. so I think that that level of alignment is actually benefiting the business if you know how to create the clear separation, right? So in right. our team, um, I'm always bothered uh, when folks say, hey, I heard your brother is coming to the US. Yeah, he's my brother. But right. for this conversation that we're having here, he happens to be the CTO of the company. Right, yep. right, yep. right. It's funny. And, we, and, you know, we we've had a few, right? We've had a few family because you you're, you know you have yourself, Eugene, and um, and who else? We had we someone have, else on. Um, uh, we have uh, Daniel from Ada, uh, right? With Claire, right. their their husband right. and wife. Um, yeah. So pointers, but you know, it it it's interesting what you said, uh, Omri. I mean, our our answer is you know the number one thing between founders is trust, right? And we've right. raised two girls, 18 and 20, and this is our third baby. And Marina jokes around that maybe we'll do much better with this third baby than the first two <laughs> from that right. perspective, even though they're two amazing girls. Um, and, you know, right. trust is everything. And it's like, we're kind of like, well, I, I don't know how that actually matters, right? We're co-founders and we're driving, we have very different skills and that they're, therefore it's complementary. So anyway, just uh, was curious on a little bit of your of your journey journey there. Um, one other thing I noticed uh, you're doing a triathlon. Like, tell us the habit story of right. Like, you've done a triathlon, if I'm not mistaken. You're you know running all the time. I, I think I see. I I feel like you're doing it once a week. <laughs> a triathlon. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, back when I started MediSafe. I found a really interesting um, coincidence. Every day I went to the gym or I ran out in the right. morning and my day was bearable. And every day that, uh, that I didn't work out in the morning, my entire day was shit. <laughs> and I said, well, look at that. I now have data of a month or a couple of months of right. working with a startup and I have bright days and I have rainy days and all the rainy days happen to be on the days that I don't work out. Right. Started running and, um, but I'm not a light dude. Okay. <laughs> uh, so for not like dudes to uh, run a lot, that takes a toll on your knees. So at right. some point in time, I felt that everyday running is a bit crazy. And when I was 12 years old, I was a cyclist in the Haifa competitive team. So I said, okay, <laughs> let's get myself bike and uh, start with that. So I started biking one day, biking one day running. And I felt like my upper body became so weak. So right. then I uh, decided that I'm going to swim. And what do you do that is swim 
uh, bike <laughs> and run. Oh, that's a triathlon. So awesome. Right. Uh, yeah. So I started with uh, sprint triathlons. I want to say 2016. Right. Moved to um, to Olympic 2017, uh, and then 2018 I did half Ironman. Okay. Wow. I did the stupidity of just signing up for a full Ironman, which I'm going to do on August 21st of 2023. That's awesome. Are, are you going to actually train for it further? Like I started. Well, so you. That's okay. awesome. We we yeah. did years ago, Marina and I. We did the Tough Mudder, and I remember I just flew in from Amsterdam, literally, I think that morning or the night before, and it was just right. not like between the jet lag and everything else. It was a nightmare for me, but but finished it. So yeah. I mean, man, kudos. Um, I you know I think building those habits also is just so so important. We uh, we you know ready to shine. I think today was day two hundred forty one of three and a half kilometers every day, Marina and I. So we're oh, running. we're trying to running every morning, running. no matter yeah, yeah. like yesterday. Yesterday was like raining here, and we just still got up and yeah. went. So well, yeah. My my thing is um is I I dip in the IRC once a week. Ooh. <laughs> that's cold it's cold nice. and so we we float we float for like 10 minutes in the sea <laughs> nice little <laughs> it's that's, freezing that's, cold that's pretty impressive though i uh, i think that, uh, with I mardo mean, with mardo's minutes. there yeah yeah we yeah we do it like we'll do 20 minutes and then we go for like a two-hour coffee <laughs> Every to, warm up, exactly. to warm up right <laughs> uh, cool, cool, cool. Anyway, should we uh, right. should we get to your final question jim and and if rotem is around if not we'll just have to have him on another separate episode when you guys are awesome. maybe 11, 11 years or 10 and a half i don't know <laughs> okay so uh, i have a, before that i have a cool announcement that happened this morning What's that? All right. We just, uh, we just shoot a, a press, shot the press release um, for uh, for today that Medisafe just obtained um, actually on Sunday ISO uh, 1345, which is the ISO for a medical device. That oh, wow. kind of puts Medisafe for the first time um, as a true um, player in healthcare. Awesome. And, uh, we're excited about that. And you know, you guys can probably, as, as professionals, draw the line from here to where is it going. Yeah. But we're very excited about this uh, uh, additional strategy that we're playing it. That's awesome. And with it's this new, not an easy uh, process. So kudos. Not an easy process. No, yeah, I think it's not an easy that's process. fantastic. Congrats, and, man. And heard and heard it here first, or what? Right. Aside from the press release that went out to 300 million people. But. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Congrats, man. Congrats. Congrats. Man. That's, that's great news. That's great news. And that's, there's, there's lovely, uh, it's a lovely, you know, kind of sophisticated, defensible. Um, so super exciting. Omri. So, awesome. so, okay. So, so you're, you know, you're, you know, you're with your lovely family in your, touring through South America, remembering the days that you did it for four months after university, Omri. So you go with me. So as a thought experiment and you're sitting in a cafe in Buenos Aires and you're looking over and this, uh, this young uh, kind of uh, uh, Israeli, uh, uh, you know, you can obviously, you hear him speaking and you recognize him Israeli and he's a young kind of, uh, you know, guy that's, that's just started doing triathletes and trying to get himself in shape because he's building up a new uh, health technology company. He looks over and he's like, Amri, you're the guy that got 
you know, a, a, a billion downloads of, of the, the MediSafe application. He says, you're my, you're my hero. And you look back at him and you look at a younger version of yourself. What's the one piece of advice would you give that young Omri at a Buenos Aires cafe restaurant as he starts on his venture? So I think that it's all about the movement. And um, I think that while you need to be strategic, you need to move fast and let nothing stop you in the process in that you're building, right? So you start building and you just build on top of it and build and build and build and let nothing stop you. Uh, so that's advice number one. Can I give him two advices? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it, the second one is that it's all about the people that are with you uh, right. on the journey. Um, you, oh, oh look at that. Speak, speak, speaking of people speaking on of the people. journey. Rotom. How are you doing? Hi. Nice to meet you. Hey, you, you, you haven't met Jim, I'm assuming. Not yet. Hi, Jim. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure Welcome to, meet you to the well. shot. Glad, glad you were able to make an appearance in front of our millions of viewers and listeners. No, wow. it's, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was just talking about you. He was just talking about you. He's saying, surround yourself with good people was his advice. And then you came in at the right time. <laughs> it was magic. So on, on, on that note, I think, you know, um, Omri, you texted me just before, like, do we actually drink on the shot? So I think, you know, for, for me, it's 2.15 2 p.m. here. Um, I think we should drink to at least your 10-year celebration uh, virtual shot. So that's, yep. that's to you guys. I think building an amazing business. Um, and I think, and I think also it's not an easy thing to accomplish what you accomplished with the, with the announcement of, uh, of the ISO certification and put, puts you guys in a whole different bowl game. So kudos again, virtual shot, cheers. And then we're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to have to do a, a, a real one at, at some point in time here. Awesome. Yes, so, my flight right now. <laughs> with that uh thank you for joining us both and uh to the millions of followers and listeners hit, hit that subscribe pass it on and see you next week see you guys see you see you